Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Commercial Relocation Happy Hour. I am Rob Clark, your host. With me, as always, Mr. Ed Katz. How you doing, Ed? I'm here today. Thank you. Doing great. Always enjoy when you and I can get together and have a conversation, but I, I always enjoy it just a little bit more, Ed. Not that I don't love you, but when we have a guest, when we have somebody on. Today, we have a show with a guest. I'm excited. Ed. Well, I am too. <laughs> <laughs> I thought Ed was going to say something. Ed, let's let's go to our guest, um, James Hatfield, Chief Revenue Officer of Live Switch, is joining us today. James, how are you? I'm doing great. I love it. I, I felt like in the theme music, I needed to grab. I have an acoustic guitar behind me here that I need to get up and jam along. I'm always jamming on my acoustic. I was excited. Maybe we update our theme song, and James uh, creates a little something for us, Ed. That's great. Or I could sing. I love to sing. <laughs> Good morning, James. Good morning. James, you're with LifeSwitch. LifeSwitch offers live video solutions that help businesses grow. And uh, the, the website is liveswitch.com. But take a minute or two and let us and the listeners know kind of what this is. You know, they're going to, they, they know a lot of streaming platforms, a lot of streaming apps, and maybe haven't heard of yours, uh, or maybe they have, but give us a little bit of information, what it is, what they can expect, what's the benefits of, of LiveSwitch? Live yeah, we have an interesting story. So we're a 14-year-old company, and you've seen our stuff, you just didn't know you were using ah. it. We're kind of like the Intel inside. So as an example, I don't know if you guys are big worldwide wrestling fans. I, I think I might have been when I was a, a little boy, but not anymore. But if you are, you know, and you watched, they have this arena in Tampa. It's called the Thunderdome. And these guys are wrestling, right? And during COVID, they're like, hey, I can't wrestle with nobody in the audience, you know? So sure enough, because we, we do a video, we help to put screens all around the stadium where the fans from home, wherever they were in the world, could watch the wrestlers through live broadcast TV. And we did 108 episodes. And that's just one of the way cool things that our video technology does. That was just more glitz and glammy, but that's a lot of fun. And we go about disrupting different industries with video. And here's how Ed and I got connected. And it's another story. And I've got more stories for you guys, but we are video experts and we've been doing it for quite a long time. That's awesome. But you're now just you're you're now focusing your lens on the moving industry. Is that correct? That is absolutely correct, and that's yeah. another story I can tell you. How in the world did we get involved in the moving industry? It's a whole yeah, I'm thinking. I'm thinking you fell out of bed one day, hit your head on the floor, and said, "Duh, I want to get into the moving industry." You know, we're an industry with right now declining revenue and higher costs of doing business. I can't believe, for example, what a truck costs today if you can get one, and. Um, why the moving industry? How'd you focus on us, James? Well, sometimes the stars align and you get to do something you didn't think you were going to do. And talking about falling out of bed in the morning, sure enough. So I come back, come from uh, product development and, and technology. And so I love inventing products and technology. Well, I woke up at three in the morning and if I get an idea at three in the morning, I don't know about you guys, but I can't go back to sleep unless I write it down. That's right. <laughs> If I don't get it out of this head, it's going to be spinning and I won't bother going back to sleep. So I woke up, I grabbed my iPad. I got plenty of iPads around me. I got these little Apple pencils and things, you know, and so I start drawing it out. I've got to get this thing out of my mind. And so I draw this thing out and I, we have wonderful 
uh, engineers here at the company, and they, they go about building things. And so we've got this little kind of playground of products, of things that we just come up with. And, you know, I, it, it gets back to the story. So I'm talking and I have a meet. I'm trying to get a meeting with the chief of police in Washington, D.C. It's hard. I mean, this guy's busy, right? So we're talking about, I've met this guy and he has been in the force forever. He's like, you got to talk to chief police. You got to talk to like, cause we got started talking about video and reinventing the 911 phone call. So instead of just 911, what's your emergency? You know, now what's going to happen in the future, next gen policing and fire. Uh, and I'm, I'm teaching like 30 fire firemen tomorrow, by the way, you click a link and you tap the link and you allow the camera and you point the camera at the situation and you can stream that video right to the cop car the fire truck emerge so they can see what they're getting ready to get into this is where it started ed <laughs> this is where it started and so i know i'm, I'm talking to your guys ear off but this is how we got here and i'm talking to there so guys that have been in the force or fbi for 20 years now run these huge arenas and so i start calling on these guys hey guys we got this thing that can help you with a quick emergency medical video and this guy in the Memphis arena, his name's AD. He's like, James, this is great. But he's like, can I ask you a stupid question? I'm like, yes, AD, <laughs> go ahead. He's like, can I just text the link to the guy across the stadium so he can show me when the trash cans fall over? I'm like, yeah, yes, you can, AD. And sure enough, we're like, I bet there's other industries out there that would benefit from a text, click a link, and boom, you're on video. So we started calling storage companies. And sure enough, storage companies have moving companies as part of them. And here we are. So how many months have you actually been involved with the moving industry? We have been at the moving industry since November of last year. That recently. And you've already got new kids on the block. And you've garnered, garnered all this information already. You know, from what I heard during COVID, like everybody wanted to do virtual surveys and that the in-person surveys were going to go away. Now that COVID's over, do you see any trends from the people you've spoken to? Are, are more and more movers, salespeople going to go back and meet with the prospect? Or I know, and you know, and so does Rob, you could be a lot more efficient if you did everything virtually, but is that, where do you see the trend heading here? What do you think? Well, it's interesting on the individual and I, and you can never, you never know what you're going to get, you know, when you talk to somebody, sometimes you call them and, they're like, James, I've been doing this for 35 years. I'm never going to use video. I need to shake a hand and make a business deal. And I'm like, I totally get it. I totally, no problem. Keep doing it, <laughs> you know? But I got the same guys who've been doing it for 30 plus years say, hey, James, this is actually, I, I have to fight through Washington, D.C. traffic or Atlanta traffic all the time. Mm -hmm. This is great. I don't want to take my vehicle through traffic for an hour, and I don't even know if I'm going to win the job. He's like, this is great. So... And then you got the new kids on the block as well that maybe didn't get handed the business. These are kind of their, they've come through tech. They grew up with tech. They, they get it right off the bat. They're like, oh, I don't have to hop in my vehicle. Totally. You know, this, this makes sense. Well, can, can you, can you tell me real quick as somebody who hasn't looked at your, your product yet or hasn't seen a demo of it, how, how does this work? You know, so how, how are you trying to integrate this with moving companies? We always say if you can send, can send a text, you can use our stuff because we found if it's not easy to use, it's not going to get used. If you got to download another app, it ain't going to get used. And so I always think about, you guys remember the Nextel walkie talkie? Sure. We're very popular in the moving industry. 
Yes. And I'm like, that. this is what this is, man. This is, I'm telling you, we stumbled into this and it just makes sense. So you go in, doesn't matter if you're on an iPhone, an Android, a Mac, a P, we don't care what device you have. And you log into the website, you know, we want to make it safe. So you log in and you can put any phone number in the entire world. So, I mean, we got guys that do international moves, right? So, and you just, I was on with the London police a couple weeks ago. Like you can put any number in, you text the number uh, and you can have a default message. Or I usually personalize it, you know, hey, Rob, or hey, Ed, this is James. Click the link because people get all kinds of crazy links these days. And that way they just click the link and then it allow the camera and they're off to the races. That's it. There's, they don't have to download a thing. So the, the customers love it because they don't want to wait around for someone to show up at the building, you know, at the home or wherever they are. They want it now or they got to have it now. And why not? You know? Um, yeah. I mean, and, and then it records in the background for you. you know? So the customer, the shipper, we call them in our industry is walking around their house or their, their office or their warehouse and they're showing everything that's going to be moving. And I guess also they would capture the logistics if, if it's a building with steps, an elevator, single story, where do you park and all that. So all that information is being captured by the customer's cell phone, right? right. And it goes to the salesperson who is somewhere else, probably at his base, at his office or at right. home. What happens next? Okay, so it's the devil's in the details, right? So it's the little things that happen. So when they... When that customer hits the text, allows the camera, there's little things going on to help them because they are your eyes if you're having to bid on that move. So unlike, let's say, a, a FaceTime, right? Everyone kind of knows everyone, FaceTime, you know, the, the little picture for FaceTime is super small for the individual. And then I see the person large. So, you know, but that's a little bit backwards. We, we need that customer to be able to see, you know, that, that little, <laughs> they're going to be your eyes. So we've made the video big on the screen to walk them walk you know our, our movers around the office and really see it and make it easy on the customer while we're recording everything and the audio and the video because as you know sometimes they'll say during the bid don't worry about the chairs right Ed. don't worry about the chairs Ed. we'll, we'll move all those and then your, your guys get there and sure enough they've wheeled all the chairs out there magically and eating your bottom line well now you got them on the you know, on the saying, uh, excuse me, love you, but uh, you told us not to move the chairs and we're happy to move them. But I mean, you guys know it better than I do, but it's little things like that that go, you know, the little details that matter. So at this point where we are is so if I'm a salesperson using your software, your technology. Yep. So now I've captured the video. It's up to me at this point to convert it into something else where I can regurgitate number of men, number of trucks for how long? Your software's not at that point yet, is it? No, we're not at that point yet. We're we right now just a Nextel walkie-talkie, like nice and simple. Give me the eyes, give me the visual, and give me the recording. Um, again, and that's just, I mean that's just a logical next progression, right? That you're going to be able to come up with. You know, if you looked at, if you could also at the same time when I with my IOMI training and certification and formula. We capture three changing unique variables, unique variables. What are the origin logistics from where we dolly up the furniture to something? Is it to steps? Is it to a ramp or lift gate? Or is it to an elevator? And then out of the building, down the elevator, out the lobby to the truck? 
you know, what are those unique logistics? And then we capture what volume are we moving in mover's language? We call it rectangles of stuff, but it's a footprint of how much furniture uh, can be moved per man hour. And then the third logistic that's unique is what are the destination where we're moving to? What are those unique logistics? We might be moving from a high rise building to a single story building or to a building with steps or to another single story building. I mean, everything is fluid here. And we capture those three changing unique variables. So at this point, you're saving on the front end the time that a salesperson would normally meet with the prospect, walk the space, capture the inventory. And then you, at this point, everything else is still the same. And I guess once the salesperson back in his or her office generates a proposal, that salesperson can say, okay, today is Wednesday. It's 11 o'clock in the morning. Um, by Friday, I'd like to come back out at one o'clock in the afternoon, give you the price, the proposal, walk you through what we're all about. That's where we are right now with the technology, right? Correct. Which is just a stone's throw away from the whole McGillicuddy. McGillicuddy, I guess someday you're going to say, here, here's Ed Cass's formula. Here's an app. This can somehow magically be converted from a video to somehow end up on the IOMI inventory sheet. And we got the logistics captured. So now we push this button. Here's your... You could do it all in a millisecond. That's right. That's exactly you're right. Gonna make me, you're going to make me obsolete, James. No, we're going to be more efficient. Eh? <laughs> we're going to immortalize the IOE process. Can't you tell I'm on a fixed income? I need the money. Don't do this. The technology's going <laughs> to... That's great. Ed. No, but after everything you said, you know, as you help people adopt, you got to help them crawl before they walk before they run, you know, and you got to make it easy. And we feel like we're in the crawl phase right now of just let's get eyes on it. Let's get video, you know, and let's help people, you know, with the next, we think, logical step. I, I, you know what? Go ahead, Ed. I'm sorry. You know what's going through my mind right now? You're, you're simplifying something that really is not user friendly. So let me explain what I'm saying. If you can put this on an app, that means people that use the IOMI formula for estimating don't have to spend the hours and go through the trials and tribulations of learning all about man hours and what's involved in the nitty gritty. It's almost like it's 1972, I'm on Wall Street in the stock brokerage industry and for $350 when money was worth something, I bought a Texas instrument calculator it was you know like that that big and it was made out of plastic and i bought it on maiden lane near broadway near wall street and that replaced this monroe calculator we had which you would before punch in buttons and it would go to calculate an addition a subtraction a multiplication or a division that just and that was like such a miracle and it revolutionized calculations instantly. The room going with that is this right now, a lot of moving companies 
are afraid to get into office moving because it's a whole foreign language to learn in terms of estimating accurately. It has nothing to do with cubic feet, nothing to do with pounds, nothing to do with three men can move a thousand pounds or a room of furniture per hour. It's a whole new vocabulary, but you're going to make it so simple that the average salesperson, if he's a successful B2B type salesperson, maybe he sold office furniture, maybe he sold office supplies, maybe he leased office space, maybe he sold telephone switches and systems through companies. If he's an average, let's say average intelligence, but motivated salesperson, once you get this all on an app, he doesn't have to go through the minutiae of learning all this stuff because you'll be able to just say, what are the origin logistics? What are the destination logistics? What's your inventory? Here's your answer. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. That is like, an, and it's user, if it's user friendly, they'll use it, right? Exactly. But I, exactly. I, I'm thinking, James, and you tell me if I'm wrong, that kind of application is probably a little ways away. I mean, that's requiring some AI to be involved so that as you're taking video, it's using that AI to pick out certain types of, you know, belongings or goods or, you know, office items that are then calculated into the formula that Ed might be talking about. That, I'm thinking that's a, a ways away. But I do think from an efficiency standpoint, this, this is pretty cool because to your point of being able to walk, not have to fight traffic in markets like I'm in, in Houston uh, or New York City or LA, where it can just be a mess. These bigger markets, um, not having to fight that traffic, not having to call the client and go, I'm 20 minutes late. You know, some, some guy in front of me got into a little fender bender and I'm stuck behind it or whatever. Now you've disrupted potentially their day. This makes you somewhat, uh, well, not even somewhat, much more efficient, potentially, I think, is, is where I see the big benefit of this. Yeah, that's it, really. I mean, again, this, the beauties and the simplicity of just being able to, one, be convenient. So already your customers don't have to worry because you're already stressed out in traffic that you're going to be late. And you're, your first you know, time shaking a hand, you're coming in late. You know, my grandfather always said, if you're on time, you're late, son. <laughs> I was like, wow. Okay. And, and then you're so potentially trying to hurry through the the appointment because right. you, you're trying to make up for time that maybe you, 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 you've taken from them. But here's the other thing I like about this, uh, James, is, you know, I love taking the inventory and I use the IOMI inventory where we, you know, we capture everything with, with pen and paper or a computer in a click or however you want to do it. Um, but, you know, they always say a picture is worth a thousand words and being able to have a either picture catalog or a video of this space. One, it makes you more efficient to be able to make sure, you know, you can double check your work, so to speak. When you make your ticks and stuff, if you've made a mistake, you don't know where you've made that mistake. But if you go back and can look at pictures and verify that I've captured everything that I need to as I'm putting the proposal together, and you go, oops, I missed that filing cabinet in the corner. I didn't see that the first time. You can then, you know, kind of double check your work as well. But I also think, Ed, tell me what you think about this. Operationally, to be able to show operations what they're dealing with, if there's something unique or different within the space that they, you're calling for some special equipment, the J-bars and some roller lifts to handle a safe. Well, what kind of safe? How big is it? You know, what does it look like? Well, I mean, it's, you know, it's a big safe, you know. Now we've got a picture and some video and maybe looking at the bolts, how it's bolted to the floor and things like that. I think this is is really good. 
let me use a word here. I have a college education, whoopee-doo. I'm just going to throw a big word out. The word is a prevaricator, a liar. I have found over the years that some customers don't always tell the truth. That's how they say it on the news. They don't say that that politician is a bull-faced liar. They say that's not exactly the truth. You know, they wrap and package it. It's been my experience that another huge benefit of your software, once it gets to that point, James, is that just like the example you gave, the customer says everything's going except the chairs. We're getting new chairs. So if they're not IOMI trained and certified and they go out to do the move and there's no scope of services and when the movers get there, if there's a label on it, what are they going to do, Rob? It's going to move it, right? Always. Label on it. Even though the customer said we're getting all new chairs, don't include the chairs. So they get there and the new chairs have not been delivered. So the customer, instead of giving the moving company or the salesperson the courtesy of calling before the job and saying, hey, I don't know if you want to tweak your estimate or add an extra truck or an extra couple of guys or equipment, but we're now moving in addition to what I showed you originally, we're now moving 60 chairs. They don't do that. I'd say prevaricator. That's not very nice. But they, they're going to hoodwink the movers. They probably say to their fellow employees, watch these. We're going to get these chairs moved for free, you know, blah, blah, whatever. So when the supervisor gets out to the job, if they're IOMI trained and certified, they're going to have a detailed copy, Xerox copy, actually, of the scope of services that the salesperson gave to the company with them. But most movers are not IOMI trained and certified. So they get out there and even if they know the shares aren't going, they say to the customer, hey, we were told the chairs aren't going. What do you think the customer says? They always say the same thing. I told your salesperson that everything is going. Well, now we got, a, I hate to be gross, but I am a former mover. Now we have a pissing contest because the supervisor wants to get along with the customer. The customer is lying and misrepresenting and the Operations supervisor wasn't there during the estimate survey. So we have this confrontation, this adversarial confrontational relationship between the supervisor and crew and the customer. With your technology, not if, but when it's adopted and implemented, we can wrap and package it and be a states person. We can be diplomatic. We can call the customer aside and say, gee, I'm, I'm so sorry, but... What I have here is the video recording of what you said to the salesperson when we captured the inventory. And I believe it says, I think this shows that you said, what are they going to say? And, and by the way, this will spread like wildfire. See, right now, customers know that 99% of all moving companies do not have a scope of services that clearly defines what the customer is responsible for and what the movers are responsible for. They know darn well. They have no weapons in their arsenal. So if they put a label on it, they can pretty much bully and intimidate and talk the supervisor into moving it without them getting a change order, without them having to pay more money. But word will spread once your technology is adopted and implemented that, hey, now that we know the moving industry has come into the 21st century, if that's where we are, and we're now 
light years ahead of where we used to be, we can no longer snooker and manipulate and control and con the service provider. We're going to have to be honest because it's going to come back and bite us in the behind if we don't. I hate to be so blunt, but <laughs> this is what happens when you've done more than 50,000 local office moves over a 24-year period. I mean, I know customers. That's what they do. Just watching their bottom line and their expenses, right? And they're trying to push it to save a few bucks, you know, yeah. and then they, they disguise it and the chairs, you know, just little ways that they think they can get you. But as he said, the, let the record show. Uh, I'm not even sure. I'm not even sure that they're trying to save a few bucks. I think it's the process. Mm -hmm. I think they know that what they got from the average moving company is a brochure, a.k.a. a website brochure. And you know, that's what websites are, brochures and a price. That's what they got. And so with that process of no detail, this is what you get. You know, I learned the hard way. We uh, lived in a house in a suburb of Atlanta and I don't know anything about construction and we have an addition put on our house and we spent a lot of money on the addition. And when it came time to the, for the paint, they used the cheapest paint they could buy. It was like water paint. I mean, you could see every flaw through the paint. And we said, hey, you know, we just spent all this money on sunroof and a hot tub and a tile floor, and you're using this cheap paint. And there was no scope of services. What, I didn't know. That's when I learned about scopes of services. I didn't know you had to spell out not just the, what you're going to get, but the material, the type of material, type of paint, quality of paint, you know. That's what's lacking in the moving industry, unless your IOMA train is certified, because we really do drill down. We do really dot the I's and cross the T's. But most moving companies are not IOMA trained to certified, and they're flying by the seat of their pants. And this is what you get. So, the so there's, there's going to be a partnership here is what I'm hearing. Yes. <laughs> well, yes. James, I have this question for you. Um, and I think it's a logical question. I think people listening might be going, okay, live switch. Maybe they've heard of it. Maybe they haven't like me, uh, but they're going, okay, cool. You, you're, you're taking a video of the space that you're potentially moving that you're quoting on. Why can't I do that just with FaceTime? Why can't I FaceTime the customer? Why can't I use zoom or teams app or something else? What's a differentiator between you know, from your product live switch to these other applications that one might think they're going to use. Sure. And a lot of those applications are being used today. And we always talk about graduating to something that's more purpose built for you. Even that detail I told you about just having the video for the customer being the full screen because they're your eyes. That's not how FaceTime works as an example that it's not built for that. It's built for a relationship, a, talk, a talking to show, you know, what my showing sure. my kids to my, my parents when they're blowing out the, the candles, right? So there's one, there's nothing to download, right? Oh, can you pause and go ahead and find the Zoom app in the app store and download that thing? And it, what a headache, you know, that's another step, you know? So we just eliminate that, you know, if you can click a text and do a text and you, you can hop on this, there's nothing to download. We don't care if you're on iPhone and Android, a Mac, uh, PC. And in fact, it's really nice to use it, you know, as the moving company from a large screen. And the reason is, and I think when you guys mentioned it, if you had to move something with a serial number and you want to look up the weight, like a safe, well, if, even if you're in person, those numbers are small. Well, when it's on my big screen, those numbers are quite large, right? Because I can initiate it 
from, again, my computer. Or if I'm on the move and I need to do a last minute bid, I can initiate it right from my phone. So it doesn't matter where you're pitched and it doesn't matter where you catch. And that's a big deal uh, as well because these other companies like to put you in an ecosystem. You better have all the fill in the blank product if you want to use it. Um, I think another thing that's really important is all the recordings. Okay, so do you really want your staff loading up their their phones? Uh, and and that, that goes pretty quickly. And we want to centralize that in case your staff member decides not to show up tomorrow or ever again. So are these, so, uh, I love the recordings. I, I think that's fantastic. And are these put in a, can you build a location within the cloud where these are stored, where multiple users can have access? So you know, to Ed's point of the sales guy puts it together, but operations wants to go in and look at it, you know, somebody from there. Um, and I do want to say, before you answer that question, I think you, you, you summed it up very clearly with one kind of description of how you're different. And that is you're building this to the needs of the moving company, to the needs of this industry, which I think is huge and a huge differentiator from any other app. You're exactly right. They're not doing that. they the app is the app. Use it how you want, where you're trying to find out and probably talking to us in the industry of what, how would we want it to be used? How would we, you know, getting some input and thought from us that helps you kind of develop it to be more efficient, more functional, things like that. That's exactly right. And that's where our focus is at. You know, we definitely do uh, customer focus groups, you know, where we're asking them, hey, I think, Ed, you know, we, we talked to you a little bit, too. We we're talking to influential folks in the industry that have been around. I haven't got a call. Yeah, well, <laughs> you're up next. Oh, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I love it. No, I love it. Um, so I think some of these things are, are really beneficial because we're focused on the industry. And yes, to your other question, it's all centralized. So all of the storage comes to one central point for your organization. So your sales and your operations, management review, you can use it for training. You just, it's all centralized there. You can download the videos if you like, maybe you want to post them somewhere, or you can just click the link. We have a link to it that if you share the link, the person can review it, or you can pop it in your CRM. If you're in CRM, or, you know, however you're running your business, uh, you can put those links right there in the customer file. Uh, they, that way you have it for later and you have unlimited storage uh, with, Program. So here, here's a from an operations from an operations perspective. How about this, Rob? Rob and I are familiar with this. Rob is almost as old as I am. He just looks healthier. He's been in the industry a long. I'll be 83 long, next month. He'll be 83. I'm going to be 97. But that aside, unforeseen contingencies in our IOMI contracts, we are very specific, and we say the moving company is not responsible for unforeseen contingencies like construction activity, elevator failure, uh, limited access to the loading or unloading area. So let me give you an example. The old school way of doing this is we get to the destination. We got uh, 12 men and three trucks loaded with furniture. We pull up to the destination, a high rise building. There's a narrow single slot loading dock. We go to unload the truck. That's the only way into this building through the freight corridor, freight elevator, loading dock for one truck. It's on a Saturday. We get there at one o'clock in the afternoon with three trucks loaded with furniture, 12 men on the clock. And there's a pickup truck empty, blocking the loading dock, locked. 
And somewhere in the 40 story high office building is a contractor who didn't know that there was a move that day. And where do you think he parks? He's not going to park, pay to park. He's not going to park on the street. He parks where nobody is at the loading dock. So now we have to, in the old school way, is we got to get the client, the customer, to in writing validate and verify that, hey, we can't, we're still on the clock. Unforeseen contingency, right? We got to capture that. If you're saying to me that the supervisor would be able to use this app of yours from live switch chains and he gets to the loading area and this scenario is unraveling, occurring, just capturing that, we're not liable for unforeseen contingencies. Or Rob will attest to this. This is not uncommon. We go to deliver the furniture inside the new space and they're still hanging ceiling towel. Rob, where's the ceiling towel when it's not up in the ceiling? Right in the middle of the floor. Right in the middle of the floor. So we're trying to move the furniture in. On the carpet is the ceiling towel. So now we have an obstacle course we're going around and we're double handling and triple handling the furniture. You imagine, Rob, it's the supervisor with the live switch app on his cell phone can capture, hey, you know, unforeseen contingency. They're still hanging ceiling top. They're still installing carpet. We got to move the furniture two or three times so the carpet people can put the carpet down and then we can move it in there and stage it. All these things happen, James, in the real world. This is our lives. This is our, our, this is what we go through. This is more typical, more common than you can imagine. And with the shortage of labor today, spaces are not finishing on time. So they, you know, the building, the contractor says, well, we should have your space finished by, you know, March the 7th. So if March the 7th arrives, they go to do the move and they're still painting. They're still doing mill work. They're still hanging ceiling tile. They're still installing carpet. All this slows the move down because it's, again, obstacle course, double, triple handling the furniture. Now, with your technology, they'll be able to capture this and document it. And it's not the fault of the moving company. They were base that estimate on no interference. That's right. And what's interesting, and I'll tell you a story before I share about this one other feature that you're reminding me of around live switch is growing up, my father had this old car he got from a friend. It was a rusty old Datsun 240Z. And you know, my dad and I always used to work on engines together. We never threw a football, but we always were tinkering around building things. So you know, he was a pharmacist. So on his way to work, uh, he was getting the car repainted. Uh, and so he would drop it off early before work and he would put the key and the drop box so they could get to the car and, and put it in. So what happened is one of our customers was like, hey, James, when I'm doing my bids, sometimes the person's not in the office, you know, they walk me around the office, you know, or I needed to see something else in the office that we missed maybe in the time where I was doing the bid. Well, we've got this video drop box feature where you can text them the link, they can click the link and walk themselves through that. And then you get pinged, hey, you've got a, a Dropbox, a video Dropbox. But to your point, Ed, if they show up on the move day and you got someone parked and the truck's locked and they can't get there, well, you can open up your live switch app, send yourself a text with the asynchronous recording and you click the link, allow the camera, you know, show that 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 um, truck is blocked away. It's time stamped. It's back into the uh, customer file and you can show them via video 
uh, right there. So there's more than one way. I mean, the operations person can send a link and show the manager back in the office, or if the person's right on the spot and needs to do a couple of these video drop boxes, they can do with, that as well. With your technology, when it happens, it'll pay for itself because the moving company will be able to collect what it's billing and not get into these confrontational, you know, hey, you still haven't paid your bill. It's three months past two. And the customer says, yeah, we want to pay the bill, but it's 25% over the estimate. We want to know why. Well, in the meantime, they go back to the supervisor and say, hey, you remember that job you were on three months ago? Do you have any idea why it took longer and then costs more because the customer doesn't want to pay the bill? These supervisors can't tell you where they were yesterday. It all runs together. They can't tell you what job they were on, when, and you're asking them to now go back three months from a job that hasn't paid from three months ago, ain't gonna happen. So all this, all this, all these distractions, all these obstacles go away. It almost makes me wanna turn the clock back and start a moving company once you develop your app and your software so that it would be easier for me. Well, that's the whole goal. That's the whole goal for but, the guys doing it now. They're learning the IOMI process. They're learning how to get certified. And now they're, you know, getting new tools to help do the job a bit more efficiently. So it's almost ways to get that people are using it, right? Like yeah. training. Yeah, it's almost unfair. I mean, it's almost unfair. You have no idea what we've gone through all these years. I mean, it just I, isn't. I do have a question. I think, you know, this is something I think of still being active in the industry. And uh, I'm sure it's people who are listening may, may also be wondering about this or wanting to ask this question. Do you get any pushback from companies on being allowed to record in their space? Because, you know, we do have some clients who based on the profession they're in, maybe it's lawyers, maybe it's design firms, engineering firms, that they have some materials on their screens or materials out that they don't want to, you know, be exposed in, in video or pictures. So do you have something that, you know, some waiver or some something that we would have the client sign allowing us so that it protects us if, you know, in using the video and things like that? So let me go all the sort of interesting question is we don't have a waiver. It would be something that the moving companies would need to create to ask for the recording. Okay. But we do alert, hey, you're being recorded. But the other thing we've done is that you can have sessions where there is no recording. Let's say you are moving a government. Like, it, it just won't be allowed. They won't sign a waiver. They won't. They, you are not. So they're allowed. just the eyes. Just the eyes, right? Okay. So you would same way send the text. But we're, there's an option before sending the text that says auto record. You just click the button off. And you're, you're, you're still having it like you were there in person. Now you're just going back to making sure you're taking really good notes like you've been doing. Right. That, you're right, Rob. You're spot on. I'm having flashbacks to we did all the moves for the Hellfire Missile Division of Rockwell International. And they actually manufactured the Hellfire Missile in a suburb of Atlanta. And there were rooms, Rob, I don't, you probably experienced this in your life in the moving industry where before I could go into a room and take an inventory of the furniture, they knocked on the door. Everybody that worked in this room, five or six people on this team, they took all their classified documents that were on top of their desks and put them in drawers and locked the drawers. Just, and Katz is going, I wouldn't know what the heck I'm looking at anyhow. What are they worried about me for? But anyhow, that aside, they, that was by law. They had to lock up all this confidential classified material. So when I went in and took my inventory, 
and then I left. So there, there are going to be situations where you really can't record, but you can still be the eyes capture what you need to get the inventory and, and go, for, you know, and, and still do the estimate. I, I, I see your point, Rob, you're, you're spot on. Yeah. I, but that's, I, that's I, the exception. That's more the exception than. The yeah. Norm. It's not the norm, but it's something that you, you know, you do run into yeah. on a, you know, more frequent than you might think kind of depending on the market you're in and what kind of, you know, oil and gas here, we get a lot of design firms and engineering firms that, you know, big law firms, things like that. But anyway, to your point, Ed, it doesn't happen most of the time, but it does come up on occasion. I'm just wondering how you might overcome that. And I, I think that's I'll a good tell solution. You what, James, I, I have a suggestion for you outside the box. So you could have part of, you can have a, 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 an option on your app that could put it in a lockbox. So in other words, only the customer and the salesperson could access it at the appropriate time. Does that make sense? It makes sense. And what we have already today is that to log into your system, it is password protected and security is a big thing for us as well. Uh, having worked and still working with the government, we've done things with DOD and NASA uh, as well with our video technology. So we understand um, the value of that security um, mm -hmm. already. It's already baked in, but to your point, Ed, I think you're talking about an additional lockbox like you got inside the bank, you know? Uh, that would be an additional layer of security. Mm -hmm. That's not a current feature we have, but it's a fantastic idea. I, I can see the value in what you're saying. Yeah. I mean, again, I think it's more the exception, but where Rob is oil and gas, where I was in Atlanta, Atlanta was not really a headquarters town. It was more of a regional office environment. And we had a few companies like uh, Rockwell, but that was more the exception. But I can see, especially uh, think about, uh, in the DC market, New York right? city. John, yeah. Or Johns Hopkins, you know, has all these research facilities where they have hundreds of satellite dishes aiming up at the sky. You're not allowed to take any cameras in there or whatever. So they're going to be exceptions, but that's not the norm, not for what we do our bread and butter. No, no, I agree. But it's still something that I, I thought about. And I thought, you know, people listening might have that question mm -hmm. as well. So, yep. um, yeah. but I do like yeah. the solution that you can turn the record off, but James, I do want to say, I know we're coming up against the, the end of the podcast here. I think it's a fantastic product. And, and again, what sticks in my mind is that you are developing this by working with and having relationships with the industry so that it's, it's tailored to the, the movers needs. And I think that's just huge. And so if you're listening, you, you should probably go out and find live switch, do a little research, find out what it's all about, get some more information. James, how can they reach out? Would it be you? They reach out to you, go to the website. Is there a info email or tab or how would they get more information? And very simply, just go to liveswitch.com. If you go to .io, you get to see all the fancy developer things. Don't go there. Go to <laughs> liveswitch.com. It's right front and center. If you want a demo, you can even try it right on the site. It said, try me now. So you can just go ahead and try it. Wow. And then if you want to have further information, have more questions, you, you'll get one of our fabulous team on the call with you. And you know, if you do decide to work with the technology, we also have customer success afterwards, which will help do all your training, onboarding, answer any questions, be there, you got any issues, you know, we're, we're people talking to people. Our slogan is creating a human connection. So uh, we'll leave the robots aside. Uh, we, we really do, even though we're doing video. We don't and pricing would be there as well? Yes, sir. Okay. Well, right, yep, exactly. Yep. Are you doing any hiring? <laughs> 
we're always looking for great people. <laughs> oh, actually, I just posted on LinkedIn yesterday. I'm hiring right now. Some engineers oh, wow. and some sales folks. Yeah. How do you like that? Yeah, James, I've learned so much. Thank you. I really have. Yeah, been a fun conversation. Uh, I always like conversations like you just said, Ed, where I get to learn a little something. And I'm I'm excited to go check it out myself as an owner of a moving company here in Houston. So absolutely. Ed, fun conversation. Yeah, I love that. Thanks. James Hatfield, Live Switch, CEO of Revenue, Revenue CEO Office. (laughs) Wow. How do you like that? James, thanks for coming on and having the conversation. We really appreciate your time today. You're welcome. I had a blast. Thank you for having me. Thanks, everybody, for listening to this episode of the Commercial Relocation Happy Hour. And until our next episode, go sell another move. We are done, fellas.